Welcome to the Women on the Rise podcast. I'm Jen Blandos, and I am so excited to share with you that for the next 30 days, I am introducing you to 30 of Female Fusions members from around the world. They are going to share with you their stories of entrepreneurship, their highs, the lows, what inspired them to get into business, which I hope will inspire you along your entrepreneurial journey. Welcome to the Women on the Rise podcast and our special edition where we are featuring 30 of our female fusion members who are doing remarkable things. And today I'm so excited to introduce you to Aya Asif, who is one of our founding members in Female Fusion, and she is a co-founder of a company called Koala Picks. Welcome to the show, Aya. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. Now, you're one of our founding members in Female Fusion, and the thing I love about our founding members is I have seen your business growing over the past three years. And I remember when you first joined Female Fusion, Koala Picks was very small. Very small. <laughs> and now you've grown to be very big, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is so cool. Yeah, I think I remember when I ver- first joined Female Fusion, uh, everything was so manual and it was such a small brand and it's still calling people, introducing the brand. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And it's way. amazing like where you can come in three years. Sometimes yes. it doesn't even seem like it's possible. Yeah. Yet it is. Yeah, yeah. So before we jump into things, why don't you tell everybody a bit about you and about what Koala Picks is? Sure. So um my name is Aya, obviously, and um me and my husband, Ahmed, and our friend Omneya uh, are the three founders of Koala Picks. Uh, three very different people came together to uh, to create a brand for kids because uh, initially my husband and I, we, ha- we had two boys then and we couldn't find healthy snacks for them. So uh, being very health, con- health conscious, we refused to give them whatever's on the shelf on supermarkets and we decided like, let's do something. This is unfair for kids to have uh, snacks full of preservatives and ingredients we can't even understand. And that's how we came up with the idea uh, on the get-go, we went straight, started research. I have no nutrition background, so I had to find someone to help me uh, do it. It was very hard to navigate the whole food business, given my background is marketing. So I've worked as a marketing manager in a big multinational for six years, which really helped me with the brand aspect. But when it came to food, I really had to teach myself everything from scratch. And when you started with Koala Picks, you started about a year before the pandemic happened, exactly. didn't you? A couple of months, actually. A couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So initially, Koala Picks for the, for the healthy snacks, it was subscription only, exactly. wasn't it? Exactly. So it was only subscription. The idea was subscription for parents, for their kids, for their school lunchboxes. Okay, so you would deliver it to people's houses, they'd stick them in their kids' lunchbox. Every week, yes, exactly. So then the pandemic happens. Obviously. All the schools close. (laughs) Exactly. And what happens to Qualipix then? So overnight, we lost like 70% of our subscribers because schools are shut down, there are no lunchboxes being prepared, and... um, we had a couple of days where it was very tough and we were thinking like, is this it? We didn't even start yet. We yeah. only launched like three, four months before the pandemic. And then I started to think like, uh, how can we just evolve? We can't just stand still and wait for schools to open again. And that one, that just sparked an idea is 
the problem is not only in the snack industry, it's also in the breakfast industry. The, the, the sugar is everywhere, you know? Everywhere. And yeah. my kids always ask for cereal, always ask for pancakes and stuff. And I have to give them whatever is in the supermarket because I don't have another alternative. So that was the spark, staying at home, uh, observing my kids, eating breakfast and doing stuff. Like, why can't I give them an even healthier breakfast rather than only the snacks? And then that was the spark to create and branch out to more than just snacks. Snacks, breakfast, spreads, granolas. And... Um, we decided that we, we shouldn't be just fixated on one model, which is subscription, because obviously at that time it didn't really work for everyone. Yeah. So we decided like we give both options, whoever wants to subscribe or whoever wants to just go in and shop. And honestly, it was a turning point for us, really. And the pandemic, it, it's funny because uh, I was really impacted by the pandemic as well. And the first thing everybody was like, oh, my goodness everything's over, you know, life is over, my business is over, what yeah. I'm going to do. And then when we look back on it, you know, three years on from when it first happened, that actually it's built some really beautiful businesses out of it and helped us all transform in ways that maybe we never would have thought of if things were easy back True. before the pandemic. True, 100%. I don't think I would have had the time to sit and reflect and get creative with the categories we're in right now if, if it wasn't for it. And it's probably helped you go from being quite a small business and I think probably playing small as well because you were, you had a very small client base doing one, one thing at the yeah. time to now that you've gone and you have lots of different clients, lots of different categories that you're yeah. offering. And now as well as a business that it's not just subscription. It's not just buying from websites. You're able to buy Koala Picks in a lot of different places. Yeah, so um, we've also started to focus not only online. So online, obviously, we're on our own website and other online aggregators. But it also was around um, after the pandemic, we started to branch out on play areas and, and gymnastics uh, complexes and stuff like that to be able to physically be there where parents are yeah to help them just an easy grab for their kids such a smart move because the food at all those play centers I think anywhere in the world anywhere <laughs> so that bad. you go it's so bad yeah. and so gross and so full of sugar yeah Ugh. and it was it was funny because first we were we were the ones knocking on people's door like hi we're Qualapics I think your cafe needs a better choice for parents and kids rather than the big muffins and the cupcakes and the donuts. And funny enough, after a couple of months, we started having people knocking on our door saying, we need healthier options in our cafes. What do you have? And uh, just kept on growing like that. Isn't that an amazing feeling yeah. to, to know that finally you've cracked something when you have all of those no's and then you start getting the yeses and people are coming to you? Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously we had so many rejections across the years, <laughs> but it's good to, uh, I mean, they only make us stronger anyways, so. Yeah, I mean, rejection is part of the, part of the entrepreneurial process, isn't yeah. it? That, yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes when we get rejected a number of times that it helps us look at what's going on in our business to maybe change it so those no's become yes. yes. So 
You have been looking for funding for Koala Picks. You did get a first round of funding. I think it was in 2021, didn't you? Or Yes. Okay. True. So the first round of funding that you got, how did you get that funding? So we started off with uh, friends and family as a first round. We were not yet ready to give away big stake to like a, a big uh, VC or something. So we started with the friends and family, people who really trust us and who really support the cause and the, the brand. And yeah, we did it. We were able to raise uh, approximately 1.8 million just from friends and family. Wow. And uh, it's been amazing. It helped us really grow from a very small facility in JLT, like really tiny, to a much, much bigger facility in DIP where we are right now, which could help us grow even like 10 years in the in the future. So the whole funding went to growth okay. on how to increase our production capabilities and stuff. And what did you learn from that process of going through the first round of funding? Uh, family and friends is quite challenging. Uh, very different than VCs because you're talking to regular people who don't have any financial background as, as they didn't study it. So how to convince them and how to explain that whatever they're putting into the business is not something they're going to take right away back. Yeah. It's not like real estate, I'm going to flip a property in two years. Or it's not like, you know, bigger companies where they buy shares and sell shares and get dividends. They're in for the long game. Exactly. So they give you that money and they're not going to yes. see it for a while. It, I always tell them it's money that you really don't need at all yeah. right now. It's something on the side you want to forget for like five, ten years maybe. But then trust me, after five, ten years, you might get it multiplied by and ten. And how <laughs> did they feel if, if it was that, that sort of push to get them to give you the money and help them understand? Now that you've grown as a business, I mean, yeah. you're not ready to pay them back yet. But yeah. how do the friends and family feel now? Are they happy that they, they invested in the business to help you grow? Definitely. We always get uh, very nice messages from them. Like uh, if they see a new location, if they bump into our brand somewhere, they're going out with their family. They feel proud Aww. that they've invested in, in, a, in a company like this. And my two brothers are one of the biggest investors in the company. And they're constantly supporting wherever. They don't live in the UAE, but uh, one of them is in San Francisco. And he swears, like, I need to bring you here. Yeah, I need to take you in San Francisco. I cannot. He just had a boy and he said, I cannot find Aww. anything healthy for him, even in San Francisco. So he's like, uh, your next step, I'll take you to, uh, to the U.S. I was like, wow. yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing just how much you've you've grown now. You you were looking for more funding yeah. for the business. Yeah. And I know um, knowing you and having conversations that this going for the next round of funding has been a little bit harder because you've been yeah. looking for institutional investors. Yeah. Maybe explain to everybody listening what that process was like for you. Sure. So uh, we wanted to make an we thought it would be an easier process than family and friends because, you know, with family and friends, you need to explain to 40 people uh, what it's like and you pitch to different people. With institutions, we wanted to make it like a, a faster investment. What we've learned is um, not everyone wants to invest in food. Yeah. And that's the first thing. So Unless it's food tech. Tech, exactly. Tech is, is the keyword right now. Yeah. And are you a tech company? Uh, no, we're not really a tech. We're online, we're e-commerce, but we're not tech. We're not an app. I was like, no, we need something like an app or 
And we've discovered that the, the investment scene right now is not very friendly when it comes to stuff like, like food businesses. Uh, so it took us quite a long time to find someone. We would find another one where they say, you're still too small for us, or the ticket size is still too small. Maybe in a year or two, you can come back to us. Um, again, we don't want to dilute the company too fast. Yeah. So we're very careful on how much we want to raise because we don't want to just raise extra money and then give away too many Correct. Uh, from the equity right now, you know? And a, a lot of businesses don't think about that yeah. um, because sometimes it's like, whoa, I'm going to get funding. This is going to be great. We're going to do all of these things, but not realizing that you're actually giving away so much equity in your business yeah. that that dilutes the value and all of the hard work that you've done yeah. as well. Yeah. So my husband is the one responsible for that part. He's the financial guy, but he always tells me we need to be very careful, especially in the first five, yeah. six years, how much we raise, because it just needs to be enough for that growth. Yeah. Because once we grow in the multiples we're looking for, then it's worth then selling more of the equity and gaining but right. more. Yeah. Yeah. But for this round, it's been quite challenging. Uh, we tried institutional, didn't really go well. Uh, we tried the TV show again, <laughs> didn't really what go well. What was that like being on a TV show? Honestly, it was very exciting and very nice experience for us, uh, pitching on, on TV and um, we were very excited to do it. We even took our son Yassine with us. He was on the show with us, he pitched with us. And, um, but it didn't go through at the end. Okay. Uh, something I've learned that does happen a lot on those TV shows. Well, they're looking for a show, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, that yeah. they have to put on a show that advertisers want to advertise on, that people want to, yeah. to watch. Did you, from being on the show, did you learn anything um, that you can take and put forward in your journey and trying to secure investment for Koalapix? Of course. So obviously with any show, they want to take the maximum out of you you know, yeah. and they want to just stick everything. And it's very important to know where to stop. And it's very important to know your worth and how much control you give uh, for other people over your company. So um, equity, obviously, is that's the deal, equity. But what comes with equity is more important. What voting power or, you know, um, just controls over the company. Yeah. My biggest advice is it's not only about the equity, it's only what comes with the equity. Board seats, um, like decision making. Are you still the sole decision maker or they have to be involved? Because then comes the conflict. Of course, yeah. because it's your business still. And if you give that away too early, that you might have people pushing the business in a direction that you don't want you don't, to go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And so... Now, so that didn't work out. Yeah. The institutionals haven't worked out. Yeah. So what what are you going to do for funding? So we've we've been able to raise approximately half of the amount, angel investors. Okay. So that's that's been quite helpful for us right now in order to continue to grow. Uh, we're still looking for more. Um, so, but for now it's angel investors. That's what we feel yeah. is the right move or the right people for us right now. And would you ever consider doing something like taking a loan? That's one thing that I've heard from from friends who are VCs that okay. they'll say to me, a lot of times companies 
automatically go towards getting investment when actually it's better for them to take a loan mm. because then they don't give away their equity. And I know I'm putting you on the spot <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to answer, but I just find it's a really interesting question because we talk about funding and we don't always think about taking a loan. Would we take a loan or do we want to in exchange for the money, give away equity in the yeah. business. So we're doing something. So a loan alone, official loan from the bank, what I understand, again, my knowledge is not 100% financial, but because we, I've spoken with my husband about that topic, and he said that because at this point, we haven't break even yet, even as a business. Okay. So it's very hard for yeah. banks to give us loans yeah. with no breaking even uh, point. Well, it's hard because you're reinvesting, reinvesting, everything reinvesting, goes back. right? Yeah, everything goes back in the business. Um, and we break even some month, but some like summer yeah. we don't break even, obviously, with the business down. And then, uh, but we, what we've been doing is loans from friends yeah. to finance certain projects. What a great idea. So that was great for us. Yeah. Uh, for example, we just launched our first pop-up shop in city center Merdif. Okay. Uh, part of uh, a homegrown initiative by Majid Al-Futain Group, uh, Launchpad X. So we needed money to, yeah. uh, to build our pop-up shop. Okay. And we asked a friend of ours, is that, are you interested? Do you want, he's already a shareholder, but okay. he had some extra cash. And we're like, are you interested to give us this as a loan? And then once we build the pop-up shop, once it starts going, sales starts running, he takes a percentage till we pay him back and then some extra. And he was okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? And then that's sort of a model we're trying to navigate right now. Okay. Instead of diluting ourselves more, we're just taking loans, yeah. but from like investors sort of. But that's a great way to do it because then you're not losing the equity, equity in the business. Yeah. 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 Now you, your background is marketing. Yeah. And I mean, it, it can be seen because the marketing that I see that comes out of Koala Picks is very good. Thank you. Um, so, of course, it's going to be good because you're a marketing specialist. Yeah. What advice would you give to other entrepreneurs who are maybe struggling mm -hmm. with marketing a little bit to, to really hone down on their marketing for their business? I mean, uh, marketing has really changed since I was in corporate versus what's, yeah. what happened right now, you know. Back then, my budget went on TV ads and radio and outdoors and stuff. But now it's you don't all... get that budget when you own a business. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> so you have to be I, scrappy. I, I was just going through my email and I saw a very old email from my old company, and my my the budget in my hand was twenty million for the whole year. Wow. And I I th I used to throw the money right and left on stuff. And then now I look at my marketing budget and I, I laugh, honestly, I need much more. But obviously, I just have to work with what I have right now and uh, have to be really smart on what to spend. And since digital marketing is everything right now. Yeah. So that's the focus. Um, and I had to teach myself, not only me, me, Omnaya, our partner and Ahmed even. We had to teach ourselves how to do it right and how it has evolved throughout the past years. Uh, to be able to keep up with what's happening, the trends, um, gifting influencers, all this kind of stuff, content creation. So it's very important. It is. And I think as business owners that this is one of the quickest wins that we can have when yeah. we 
we work out how to do marketing well, that that yeah. can make a really big difference in your business. Yeah, and, and you need to either think, if you can't do it yourself, you have to hire someone to do it. Yes. You have to. <laughs> we, ha we tried, didn't work, so we decided that we'll do it ourselves, and it's been working fine in-house. Uh, but we had to teach ourselves a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I find as well, um, one of the things that I've learned, even within Female Fusion as the team grows, that you have, we have a conversation every week about our marketing mm -hmm. when we have our team meeting. And so everybody's clear on like what the focus is, what the messaging is, what we talk about, how we're communicating. Yeah. Because then if you have different people doing marketing or writing messages or replying to people, that it's all exactly the same. The same. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. Like, um, so marketing is between me and my, our partner, Omneya. And luckily, we're always on the same page. We have the same way of talking and speaking and thinking. So it's very important that we obviously align, but it's usually I approve her captions. She approved my ideas. So it's, it's always it's a, it's a nice brainstorming session at the end and uh, really helps. Yeah. And for you as a business... You're, you're looking for the funding potentially and you're working on growth, but what other things do you have, have in store for Qualipix? So one of the things we've been working on and we started achieving, not there yet fully, but we started achieving is schools. Such a huge sector and kids in schools really get, <laughs> not, they really don't get the best out yeah. what's provided in school. So luckily, just the past term, right before summer, we were able to be in approximately eight to ten schools now in Dubai. Wow. And uh, OK, so I have a question on that because yeah. I think everybody's going to go, well, how did she do that? Yeah. So how did you do that? So obviously, uh, the products itself need to be in a, on a certain standard. Yeah. So municipality in Dubai, they have certain standards on what kind of food can go into schools okay uh, some schools have their own cafeteria yeah so it's like not let's say not under municipality okay supervision which <laughs> explains why there's all the fries and pizza yes and, and the pizzas mm -hmm. and the chocolates yeah but some other schools they really abide by that okay so first of all i had to make sure that my product fits the criteria which it does, thankfully. <laughs> and then I had to find who are the people who handle this business? Because as I dig deeper, I understood that it's not the school itself. It's a, another company yeah. that handles this whole thing. So then, a lot of times they're subcontracting to yes. other companies to provide the, the food. Yeah. So I had to go nag on the company that handles my kids' cafeteria. I'm like, hi, I'm Aya, Qualapix, hi, Aya. like for a year constantly till I got their attention. Uh -huh. And then once they tried our products, they loved it. Yeah. And then they started with one school, two, three, four, and now eight schools. So is it the, the group that your kids go to school at yes. as well? So Always now, the easiest, right? <laughs> it was nice. Honestly, there's another group that we're in right now as well. Yeah. And... Um, the, the feeling of my kids going into their school, they, we pass by the canteen and they see the small packs of cookies from Koalpix and, and how they, their face lit the first day they came back like, oh, we found Koalpix in our school. Oh. 
And honestly, this moment is one of my highlights that uh, seeing my kids so proud and grabbing their friends like, this is Koala Pigs, my mom and dad do that. It was amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's it's so amazing as well that you're really making changes to the nutrition that kids are having at We're school trying. as well. Yes, it's very important. I'm even trying to to go into the educational part of it. So I'm trying to see with schools if I can uh, arrange like talks to parents, get my nutritionist on board and then like do coffee mornings or stuff like that. Oh, great. So it's it's about it's about awareness at the end of the day. A lot of parents put stuff in their lunch in the kids' lunch boxes, not knowing what it is or how bad it is. So just we make them aware they yeah. can do the small changes. Wow, you're changing the world for lunches and Hoping. snacks for kids. <laughs> Hoping, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remarkable work. I'm so proud to see how fast your business has grown. I mean, to imagine where you were three years ago and where you are now, you, you must be so proud. Yes, we are. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and we're very proud of you as well. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so much for sharing your story with everybody today. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for listening to the Women on the Rise podcast and our 30 most inspiring female entrepreneurs. If you are inspired by today's episode, why not come and join us in Female Fusion? We would absolutely love to have you. This is where you will be able to connect with the most incredible female entrepreneurs who are all committed to building a most profitable business. All you need to do is head over to femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash join. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.